also be inscribed behind me and the monitors in front of you. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them. And he who made five talents and it, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now after a long time the, ma- the master of the ground of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have made you have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into, into the joy of your master. And he also had the two talents came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping you did not, where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reaped where I have not sown, and gathered where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was mine own, what was my own with interest. So take that talent from him, and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will more be given. He will have, abund- have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away, and cast the worth and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Matthew twenty five, four Winter who's been our minister or director of children's ministries has sent a letter to the elders and talked with us and has made a decision to step down at this point. We'll go through seasons in our life and um, sometimes it's hard to, to, with everything going on in life to, to continue to be giving out. And so Aaron has requested of the elders that we no longer be on the preaching team and we'll miss that. But he's also stepping down from all the children's ministries. That means God's kids. That means Moana, um, and, and uh, thankfully um, we've got a team who stepped up and is in charge of Moana. Great team, and I'm looking forward to that. And we've got someone who's overseeing second hour. We do need someone for first hour. Um, but this time, if I could have Aaron come up, I want to pray for him. I'm so thankful for him. Uh, Aaron's. He's about the age of my sons, and so he, he's kind of like a, a, a noble son to me. Um, and it was always fun to, uh, when he was in the office to uh, he'd come in and sit down. And, you know, Aaron, you know, we'd sit and we'd talk, we'd interact, and uh, he would share with me. And uh, I missed him doing that since he's been working full-time at Daystar School. We'll miss him even more now. But, Eric, we thank God for you so much. Blessing for us in so many ways. I just want to pray for you. Our Father, we thank you so much for Aaron, Lord, for, for, for the man that you made him to be. 
Father, we're going to need to step back for a time period. We ask that you would encourage them. Father, that you would give them wisdom and discernment and just direct them. Uh, Father, we thank you so much for them, Lord, for the blessing they have been, Lord, for the joy it is to have them among us.
always prepared, regardless of how soon or how distant that end might be. How should you and how should I live knowing that? If the end could come at any time, what are we called to do? Well, last Sunday, Pastor Kerry in the parable of the ten bridesmaids emphasized the importance of being vigilant, of, of being wise, of being prepared. Today, as we look at the parable of the talents, we send emphasis on the necessity of being faithful, of being prepared, serving God with all that we have, our wealth, our abilities, our resources. This passage emphasizes in one sense money, but it really symbolizes all aspects of our lives. Last week, Pastor Kerry preached on the parable of the, the ten bridesmaids. But for me today, I want to, to go back even before that to two parables just to touch base on, to build that context for us today. And the first parable is a very short parable, two verses, chapter 24, Matthew, verses 43 and 44. We'll read, If the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have said he would have kept watch and would not have let the house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because the Son of Man will come in an hour when you do not expect him to come. This short parable stresses the total unexpectedness the timing of Christ's return. He'll come like a thief in the night who breaks into someone's home, hoping to catch them, the residents off guard, totally surprised. As I mentioned earlier, most of you know that our home was broken into and burglarized while we were on vacation. We actually happened to be at the Gulf, and I was sitting on the beach by the water. I think probably Zach and Jerry and I probably just got through with a game of bocce ball. And I was sitting there with no worries on my mind, and I got this call from Kerry. Kerry greeted me as he would with a gentle idea of catching up with me and seeing how things are. And after greeting me, he said, Ralph, I got some bad news. I said, bad news? I said, yes, bad news. My first thoughts were, who died? Who died? You see, I had no idea that he was calling me to tell me that our house had been broken into and that our house had been ransacked and every drawer almost pulled out with everything thrown out. I had no idea. Christ says to us, don't be caught off guard. Don't be surprised. Christ's return can be totally at an unexpected time. The second parable after that one, we see a setup of possible two different scenes with a master leaving one good servant and one evil servant. Matthew 25, 46 through 51, we read, the master returns and finds the servant has done a good job, there'll be a reward. I tell you the truth, the master will put that servant in charge of all that he owns. But what if the servant is evil 
thinks my master won't be back for a while. He began speaking to other servants, partying and getting drunk. The master will return unannounced and unexpected, and he will cut the servant into pieces and assign him to a place with hypocrites. In that place, there will be weeping, gnashing of teeth. Again, this parable envisions two different possible scenarios involving the head of, of a, an absentee or head waiter of, or a servant of an absentee master. The master returns home sooner than they had defected. What will the master find his servant doing? Serving well or abusing his freedom and not carrying out his responsibilities? The contrast between these two servants is, I think, deliberately extreme. The faithful servant represents a believer and is rewarded beyond expectation. He's immediately promoted to the highest position of authority and of honor. The unfaithful servant, however, represents a non-believer, maybe a self-deluded person who, nevertheless, identifies with the church. He doesn't love the Master, Jesus, or look forward to his return. In fact, he doesn't seem to even believe that he will return at all. Surely not anytime soon. When Master returns, suddenly, much sooner than expected, the evil servant is exposed to who he is. Sometimes 